Hi everyone! Welcome back to Generation with your host, Jani Nguyen. Let's begin with a positive affirmation for the day. I can start making small choices that lead to bigger changes. Let's repeat that again. I can start making small choices that lead to bigger changes. You hear that? Making the statement is already a small choice you decided to make. You've said it, and now it's out there in the universe. Yay! Today's episode will be covering my current health regimen, I'll share a funny story about aging, explain how I've been managing my health over the past year, and share some experiences about and memories about how I was raised to incorporate holistic and homeopathic remedies and practices for my health and lifestyle. I also wanted to announce that I created a podfan page. This website is a way for my listeners to show, <laughs> to show support for generation. I'll be providing extra content for those of you who donate and subscribe to the podfan page. And I'll create extra content based on what my re- listeners request. Maybe I'll do extra card readings, provide samples of my singing bowls or rain sticks, indulge in some meditation practices, maybe start a support group, you name it. So if you're feeling a little tipsy and you want to give back to your host, the link is pod.fan forward slash generation. The link will also be included in the notes section of each episode moving forward. I wanted to create this page to build my podcasting journey with my listeners, to show gratitude for listening, and to ask what I can provide for you all through my show. One of my goals in creating Generation was to inspire, motivate, and provide any healing vibes for my listeners, so please let me know what I can do for you, okay? Honey! One of the first things I started noticing was how I felt when people would ask me about my age. I mean, there's no proper way to ask that question, right? (laughs) But before I turned 30, I would always get so annoyed and defensive at other people's responses because I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously. As an Asian American woman, I've always appeared to look younger, like a teenager, barely an adult. So I kind of, I kind of felt belittled when most people would respond to my age with, Oh my God, you look like you're 16, 18, like not even 20 something. Like, damn, people throw me a bone over here. I'm an adult. (laughs) And I know I shouldn't complain if I look young, but if I'm at a bar or I have a drink in my hand or I'm in some kind of establishment where I should be of age, it's really frustrating to be asked to see my ID again or just to be called out like I'm a child or even spoken to in a different tone. Can I get an amen for those who have experienced this? (laughs) Let me share a story with you so you know what I mean. It was my 23rd birthday, and I was sipping on a mimosa on a boat. Two of my high school friends took me out for brunch for my birthday, and the restaurant had a complimentary boat ride around the port with a bar on the boat, so of course we went. As I was mingling with my girlfriends, drinking my drink, a woman approached me and said, Oh my god, how old are you? You look like you're 12. You're drinking? Ooh, 
She didn't press my buttons on my birthday. She was about to get it handed to her. <laughs> my response wasn't the nicest, given the fact that I had a few drinks in me already, and I didn't care to sound rude because, in my mind, her comment was rude to me. <laughs> I responded with, Oh my god, you look like you're 50! <laughs> And I walked away. But I will say now that was rude and I shouldn't have ever responded to anyone in that manner. And I haven't since then. But anyhow, when I turned 30, it was just so nice to say I'm 30. Like not 20 something years old, 30. I think saying 30 just made me feel more confident. Like I passed a level in life. So I felt less annoyed when people would quote unquote compliment me on how I appear to look age wise. And I know this is something so small, but I just feel better about this conversation now when it comes up. I don't feel the need to get so defensive anymore, but maybe it's just one of those things you literally have to grow out of. One of the things that I didn't realize when you're reaching your 30s is the need for orthotics. Um, I didn't realize how much they can do for you. And for those of you who aren't familiar with orthotics, they're basically feet soles personalized for your body's needs to correct your overall posture and stance. Like if your shoulder drops, like your pelvic tilts when you sit, your knees rotate, or the arch of your foot is like not really there anymore. I go to the chiropractor regularly about every two weeks to maintain my health and wellness, which is how I was able to get mine. My chiropractor has this scan machine called the foot leveler and you basically stand on this platform with your shoes and socks off and it measures your stability index. After I took this assessment, my results showed that it was pretty vital for me to start implementing orthotics into my daily routine. Um, my posture and stance was pretty bad, didn't realize how bad it was. Um, and I think it's from a number of things that occurred in my life, especially the car accident that I had nine years ago. I knew I needed them, but they were so expensive. I actually took this test last year, but I didn't pull the trigger on buying it yet because it was $400 for two pairs, basically $300 for the first and $100 if you get the second. So I felt like I just kind of had to wait until I was able to afford them, which actually wasn't until about a month or two ago. But anyhow, wearing them for the first few days made my feet a little sore because, you know, like anything you wear on your feet, you kind of kind of have to break it in a little bit before it's comfortable. But um, I was able to get orthotic templates for my feet directly onto like flip flops and a pair of soles that you can um, put in any type of tennis shoes you want. So far, so good. I even had a few friends try out my flip-flops just to see their reaction, and they loved the support it gave them. So they also felt like they needed it too. So if there's anyone out there who needs to check their posture or give their feetsies a little loving, go to the chiropractor and invest in some orthotics. Y'all can thank me later. But also, we have to remember to take care of our body and thank it for all it does for us on a daily basis. You know? From sitting in front of a computer desk to actively getting up to go to work, cooking, exercising, our body does so much for us. So we got to remember to give it some TLC. (laughs) 
Growing up in a traditional Vietnamese household, my family and I always practiced Eastern medicine and holistic natural remedies before having to use any kind of Western medicine if we needed to. I remember seeing a jar in my parents' bathroom when I was younger. Now that I think about it, it was probably an old glass liquor bottle filled with like a yellowish color, having a smooth, slippery-like but creamy liquid texture that we would always use if anyone was hurt. I have no idea what was in it, but thinking about the texture and the consistency, I'm sure it was some kind of like turmeric ginger blend with coconut oil, maybe some essential oils like eucalyptus or tea tree, I think. Now that I'm actually listing these ingredients, sounds like healing vibes for sure. <laughs> Go daddy. My sisters and I knew my father made this natural herbal concoction and we used to always joke around about what he actually put in that bottle. But now I really wish I had that recipe because it sounds like liquid gold. It would give me so much nostalgia and give me something to hold on to from my dad. And now just talking about this brings me back to the memory I had where I stubbed my foot and my dad used this concoction on me. Well, I'm glad I remember this. Talking about this literally just opened a portal of memories I had as a young child. Anyhow, I grew up eating lots of vegetables, mainly because eating meat was so costly. And with nine kids in my family, that's a lot of protein to go around. The protein that we had the most was fish, specifically mackerel fish. Since there were so many of us, my dad used to take my sisters and I to Redondo Beach in California to go fishing for our family. We were definitely a villager family for sure, like always rolling deep no matter where we went. So as a fisherman, my dad was a freaking natural, but I'm sure it's because my parents were fish farmers in Vietnam. My sisters and I would stand around the, my dad on the pier waiting for him to reel the fish in. And every time my dad would reel, the, reel back the fish bowl, it would always be filled with so many fish. Like when he did, we would grab the fishes off the pole, just with our bare hands, placing and place them into the buckets. We did this regularly, so much that I dread eating fish as a kid. Because you know, when you have too much of one thing, you get tired of it, no matter what it is. But... Hey, our taste buds change as we get older, right? Like I used to hate onions, mint, avocado, cheese. And I know that sounds crazy, right? But now I absolutely love them and I can't believe I didn't like it before. And now that I live in a different state than the rest of my family, I always crave fish the way that my mom would cook it. And I feel so much comfort whenever I eat it now. So... Now that I'm much older, 30, and I understand my body, its needs, and what I have to do to maintain my overall health and wellness, I spend a good amount of time learning about what I should be putting in my body because I have a few health conditions that I need to stay on top of. For instance, my weird bladder condition called interstitial cystitis. If you guys remember me talking about it from episode two, there's a lot of food and drinks that I have to stay away from because it will irritate my bladder. The hardest food 
for me to give up was tomatoes because I shouldn't have anything too acidic. But luckily, I don't have a problem with giving up any dairy since I grew up eating foods that were rice-based, sometimes plant and soy-based whenever my family and I would eat vegetarian cuisine for certain cultural and religious occasions. My mom always infused our foods with so many fresh and dry herbs, and I'm just so glad that I was taught to eat and drink these foods at such a young age. Because now, there are always herbs in my kitchen. From star-dried anise to turmeric to fresh, fresh lemongrass, peppermint, wild basil, I feel so nourished and healthy every time I eat them. Kind of obsessed, kind of obsessed <laughs> with lemongrass, and I like to throw it in a lot of my marinades and soups. Anyhow, in addition to eating properly, I had to go through a series of treatments and take oral medication daily to maintain my health and alleviate pain associated with my bladder. But now that I've had 10 years of dealing with this medical condition, years of trying different methods and remedies, I eventually learned how to navigate and create the best treatment for my body naturally. For the past 10 years, I've had to take this oral medication called Elmerin. It's the only FDA-approved medication for my condition that's supposed to help me with the rehabilitation of my bladder walls. Because people with this condition have perforated inner walls, which causes a lot of pain. And whenever I would run out or miss a dose of this medication, my bladder would flare up and not be happy. But however, when I moved from California to Arizona, I knew that I had to set up all of my medical worries by getting a new urologist, a new physical therapist, and chiropractor. But what I didn't know and newly discovered was that I was able to seek treatment for my bladder condition through physical therapy of the pelvic floor muscles. When I first heard of this type of therapy from Twee's best friend, I was surprised that it was a possibility. She referred me to a clinic where I reside, and it was basically the best thing that's ever happened to me health-wise since I've been diagnosed. After my initial consultation with my physical therapist, Dr. Sierra, I was so relieved that there was another solution for treating my pain and rehabilitating my body. Dr. Sarah did such an amazing job explaining how the anatomy of a woman's pelvic region is affected by all the muscles surrounding the, surrounding the bladder. So basically, in order for, in order to help my bladder relax, I had to understand that I had to help the other pelvic floor muscles relax as well to release this tension it was holding up against my bladder. Does that make sense? And when I began this treatment, I was on Elmerin. But what actually made me consider not using Elmerin anymore was one, my prescription needed to be refilled and my doctor in LA wouldn't refill them anymore because I lived in Arizona. So I had to ask the urologist here in Arizona to fill that prescription. And two, I didn't want to spend any more money on Elmerin because it was insanely expensive. Like if I didn't before when I didn't have insurance, it was 800 to $1,000 a bottle for like a month or two's worth. So, Dr. Sarah actually suggested trying aloe vera pills as an option. 
Aloe vera, if you guys don't know, is a natural acid buffer. So I gave it a shot. So after six months into taking aloe vera supplements, I've never felt so much better about not taking an actual drug for my condition. I could not believe the amount of relief and peace of mind this combination of therapy was giving me because I tried so many things from various herbal supplements to different forms of treatments. Nothing was like really working. And years ago, probably about midway into dealing with my condition, I did a series of acupuncture treatments and drank a super strong steeped herbal tea for a few months and I actually went into remission, meaning I was free from all of these symptoms and pain that I had associated with that condition. It worked, but my remission didn't last too long, maybe like a couple months because I was so stressed out at that time due to finding a stable job right after graduation from college that I was having to go back to alleviate my symptoms again. And we all know how stress can affect our bodies. It's not a good thing. But oh my God, it's been a year and a half since I've been seeing my physical therapist and I cannot thank her and her assistant, whose also name is Sarah, (laughs) enough for everything that they have given back to me. My energy, my health, my preference for natural ways to alleviate the misery I've been enduring for 10 years. I'm just so happy to say that I don't need that drug anymore and my overall bladder health is in so much better shape than where where I was at initially. It just means so much to me that I don't have to rely on a prescription drug. And it may not matter to some people, but for me, it's a huge deal because my body is already so sensitive with what goes in it. I just want to be as holistic as possible because my body is a temple. She deserves the absolute best and the cleanest care I can offer. And I cannot begin to thank Dr. Sarah and PTA Sarah for how much they have helped me heal. So if you're listening to this, Dr. Sarah and PTA Sarah, I freaking love you two so much. Shout out to all the PT assistants that were also there for me. I am so forever thankful and grateful. And honestly, I feel like I'm the luckiest patient in that clinic. Another annoying thing to have to deal with as I went into my 30th year of life was my jaw, specifically TMJ. But I feel like that's a whole nother story in itself. So let's save it for the next episode because I have so much to share about it. And the supplements that I take for my entire health and wellness are also natural remedies that I like to get into detail with. So let's put a pause here and begin our Oracle card reading for this episode. But before I begin, I just want to mention that since I have been diagnosed with interstitial cystitis, I've only ever met one other person who's had this medical condition as me. And in the beginning of my diagnosis, I felt so alone because no one could experience or understand what I was going through internally, physically speaking, and mentally. It was really stressful going through this medical crisis all alone. I mean, I had all my family and friends who knew I was going through a hard time, but no one really understood the stress, the pain, or the irritability I was experiencing. 
So if there's anyone out there who has interstitial cystitis or has experienced any difficult chronic medical condition and you'd like a support system, I'm here for you. Jani got you. And let's not forget to thank our body for all that it does for us. Give yourself a hug and a kiss. Learn to love yourself and all parts of yourself. Be thankful that you're alive and continue to pave your way through life no matter what happens to you or your body. Alrighty, I'll be using the same Chakra Insight Oracle Guidebook by Karen Singster. So let's clear our mind, relax our body, take a deep breath. As I shuffle the cards, set an attention. If you can, write it down to remind yourself of your intention. I keep dropping these cards. Okay, here we go. The card that I picked is card number 49. And it says, Divine Consciousness. Ooh. Words that are associated on this card are interconnection, expansion, oneness, and light. So, let's go to page 49. Divine Consciousness. Awaken to the pure and infinite infinite deep source within you and live from that space you are that which you seek and so much more here's a card story peeling back the layers of time and space moving through the patterns of color and sound reaching up through the void of all that is unknown and seemingly unknowable we arrive to a place of pure undimmable unconditional and infinite light As we focus on this light, it expands before and within us, ultimately revealing that it has always been here for our highest truth. This great light within is a choice that we have in every moment, divine consciousness. Here's the card message. This card is about the supreme supreme being, the oneness and interconnection of all of life. You could be sitting on a rock, staring at the ocean, feel the vastness of it, or laying and staring up at the spray of stars glittering in the sky. When your mind is still and your consciousness becomes aware of the essence of being, that is when you feel connection, the essence of life, the divine consciousness, God, spirit, source. Whatever name you like to give of it, if you need to give it a name, The divine consciousness can be found in silence. It is in the pause between your in and out breath. In one simple moment of realization, all the secrets of the universe may be revealed through this divine consciousness. So many of life's challenges and seeming uncertainties will quickly dissolve if we could see ourselves and our world through the eyes of this divine consciousness. If we look up upon the short-term struggles as a parent, see a young child learning to stand, walk, and speak, we would see ourselves with deeply expanded compassion. We would recognize the truly divine beings that we are, and we would love ourselves for being here, for waking up, for growing into all that we came here to be. We would accept our shortcomings and see the perfection in every moment. We would know that every moment serves a purpose in the great divine plan, and we would make the most of that purpose with grace and ease. 
We would look upon our brothers and sisters with great love. We would see them in their highest light, and in doing so, we would call them in the experience of that light. Now is the time to give yourself the gift of this perspective. See the limitless expansion of divine consciousness that is within you. Feel that space that is beyond your day-to-day consciousness and allow your attention to flow here. Allow yourself to ponder this expansive state of being. Feel that although it feels beyond and bigger than you, it actually exists within you and around you always. This card invites you to spend committed time in meditation, in stillness, and in nature. Discover your own unique ways to move into conscious connection with the divine essence of life. Feel your connection and oneness with the state of consciousness and know that your capability to live along with this is just a choice away. Great masters throughout time have all shown us that this is possible and many have called us to show suit, not in some future lifeline, but right now. You are divine, so be it. All right, if you liked what you heard so far, please make sure to visit my website at generation.buzzsprout.com where you can follow and subscribe to my podcast. Don't forget to also follow me on IG under generation.pod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash And again, if you're feeling a little tipsy, please visit my donation link at pod.fan forward slash generation to show your support for me. Thank you again so much for listening in. Stay tuned for my next episode, and I'll talk to you all soon. Hugs and kisses. By the way, our last episode, Singing Bowl, was created with the crown chakra. So for today's episode, I'll be starting over and using the root chakra singing bowl. Please remember to lower your volume or end this podcast to omit the singing bowl sound if it's not for you. Here we go.